Welcome to the Stepmomming Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Skiles. Stepmomming is a wild ride, but you don't have to go it alone anymore. I'm here to give you validating insights and powerful shifts to build a stepmom life you love. This is your safe space. Welcome home, my friend. especially excited today because I am being joined by one of my favorite stepmoms on the planet. I have worked with Naja in the past. If you don't know her, you must have been living under a rock, but Naja is the best and there's no one I would rather have be our very first guest on the podcast. Naja, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, like if you guys don't know me, honey, what's the name of the rock where you're at? Because I need to go vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of you, girlfriend. Like, you know, I'm so just your influence and being such a positive, bright light in this space. There's, you know, there's a lot of us in this niche. And, you know, you said that, you know, I'm just honored to be the first So, ah, this has got to be good. Like this one better be really good. So thank you so much. And um, when I got the call from you to come on, I, you know, it was an immediate, as you saw, my response was like, girl, duh, you don't have to ask me. Just tell me when and where, and I'm going to be there. Girl, duh. (laughs) I was like, girl, don't ask me dumb questions. Of course I'm going to do your, your podcast. Like as much as you've shown up for me over these past, gosh, how many years has it been? Cause I think your brand, you started before me, but oh my God, it's been a lot of years. I'm glad to see that we're both still hanging in there. Me too. We've beat the odds. Like we've beat the marriage statistic odds. We've beat the stepmom insanity odds. Like we've beat the odds. I'm proud of us. Okay. Well, I'm going to take just a brief break. I want to share your bio for anyone who isn't familiar with you living in some crazy vacation rock. I want to share your bio, let everybody know who you are and what you're doing. And then let's get into it. I know this conversation is going to be so good. I don't want to waste another minute. So for those of you who do not know Naja, she is the founder of VIP Stepmom and Blended in Black. As a certified coach and educator, she understands that the family is the most influential entity of human development. And her work centers around helping individuals, couples, and families navigate some of life's toughest transitions. As the host of the popular podcast, I Know I'm Crazy with Naja Hall, and author of the Amazon bestseller Girl Bye book series, Naja's life work is to teach empathy, accountability, and emotional intelligence through the art of storytelling and genuine human connections. She's a stepmom of three, and you can find her at blendedinblack.com and vipstepmom.com. So impressive. Just the rundown. You're a stepmom of three. How long have you been married? What are the deets? Yeah, so I have been married since 2016. To some, I'm still a baby, but I feel like an OG at this point. I am still humble enough to know that I have such a long way to go. And let's be transparent right off the rip. For those of you that might go take a look at my page afterwards, you know that my specialty is helping people in blended families, especially stepmoms, navigate those high conflict situations. That's my forte. That is my experience as as far as being a stepmom. And that's what I've become really, really good at is just helping you to recalibrate if you have the 
privilege opportunity of living alongside a person that is imbalanced, personality disordered, unchecked mental illness, or just an all-around asshole. Like, so I'm the person that you come to if you're dealing with those things. Kristen didn't tell me if I could cuss or not. I'm going to assume I can. I mean, let's do it. You know, people got to give me, y'all got to send me the email before. Because <laughs> are we being real? Or are we being, do I need to dress up? So my dynamic, I, like I said, been married since 2016. There's three stepchildren who, honestly, the best part of my stepmothering experience has been those three humans. Because they're really cool people. I mean, just to have been able to watch them grow over this almost past 10 years that I've been with their father has been an honor. I can also firmly say that the role of a stepmother has been one of the most unfulfilling and distressing roles that I carry in my 41 years of life. So there's a lot of oxymorons that exist for me still to this day in this position, but I've kind of found a way to meander that middle lane and have a lot of joy in my day-to-day life and not let allow those things that I wish were a little bit better, a little bit different to to steal my moments. But I hope I answered your question, Kristen. Thank you. I feel like being a stepmom teaches us so many life lessons that we didn't realize we could apply outside of blended family life. I made a post. I make it like once every six months because it kind of smacks me in the face. So I'll post it whenever I feel it. But one of my keen thoughts is becoming a stepmother is a, is a thing that unearths a lot of your own unhealed or even your, your healed childhood trauma. In positions like the one that I'm in where it's high conflict, you're watching children who are living their childhood experience, but now you have like a God's eye view, an eagle eye view, if you will. And you're like, oh my God, they're going to need to talk to their therapist about this. They might need medication for that. They're really going to spaz out about this you're helpless because you are not as impactful as you wish that you could be. And so it's a very frustrating thing to kind of watch the cycle replay and you can't do anything about it. So that motherhood is one of those things that, honey, if you are, if you're triggered or you have some issues that you haven't dealt with, you better, you know, get one of us on speed dial ASAP because you gonna need it, honey. Oh my gosh. I was in the, you know, the driver's seat of being a stepmom those first few years. And I was like, got this. I got this. If I just work hard enough, I'm going to figure it out. But step parenting is not intuitive. It is so counterintuitive in so many different ways. Yeah. It's not one of those things that you just work harder and it's going to happen. Because that's what we try to do, right? We try to work so hard and we make a bigger mess more often. You make a bigger mess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Early on, if someone had, I think it was maybe Brenda with Stepmom Magazine. She's, I call her my fairy fairy god stepmother because, and I never thought it would be like this, but when I have an issue, I'll literally text her screaming. I can text her screaming because she knows when I'm screaming in a text. (laughs) And she's so cool, calm and collected about it. You know, she's, She's like guru. She's like, Naja, become the wind. It's okay. But she'll give really good advice. But one thing that Brenda told me, and I always like to quote her on this. She's like, Naja, listen, it's hard. It ain't going to be easy. But if it's not going to matter in five minutes, five months or five years, you got to let that stuff. Well, no, not five minutes, but you see what I'm saying? She's like, you got to let that go. The five, five, five rule is what she calls it. And that really helps me to put things in perspective. And I also tell if you're a new stepmom, Honey, don't come in there trying to make rules. Don't bake cakes every day for birthday. Don't overwhelm these kids with gifts. 
let them take the lead and show you where they want you to be. And then also, if that doesn't work, just play the role of the cool auntie. Not their friend, but be the cool auntie. You know, aunties or aunts, as some of us call them, wherever you're located in the world, you know, they're, they're still authority figures, but there's a friendly vibe, more relatable vibe to it. Just be that person yeah. and you'll be fine. Absolutely. I'm Auntie KK to my two little nephews. And it's awesome because I can hang out with them. I can do a little bit of correction, but I can also check out whenever I'm done. And it's so synonymous with my stepmom role of let's do it. Let's do all the fun things. Let's engage where we want. Let's disengage where we want and just define that role however feels right in the moment. Yes. Stepmom, look at the word, the key word in stepmom, honey. It ain't mom, it's step. You better step your ass up. You better step it out sometimes too. I literally live by that because Miss Naja will step and twirl away so fast before your head could spin. You do have the luxury of doing that. But those of us that get super stressed out about our role, I don't think we've quite learned that this is this is where you can play double dutch. You can jump in sometimes, but you also have the privilege of being able to jump out. Now, if you are a custodial stepmom, first of all, honey, my heart goes out to you, but you might not necessarily have the luxury of putting a distance in between you and your partner's children's issues, their day-to-day lives. If you and your partner have it set up to where, listen, I'm not mom, the children have a mother, if their mother's still alive, the children have a mother, then I'm going to still play my role with respect to being the queen of my home, because you still live in your house. Your house rules have to be respected. You know, I told Tony, I was like, if your kids lived with us, it'd be like you were a single dad, because I ain't doing, you doing school runs, you doing dinner, like cook us all dinner. I'm not doing all that. So shout out to custodial stepmoms, whether the biological mother is living or dead. And God bless you all that are co-parenting with a deceased bio mom, because honey, you can't compete with a ghost. That's probably a whole different episode though, Christian. Oh my gosh, it absolutely is. You make such good points and it's so challenging learning, like, what do I want to do? What do I not want to do? How do I want to interact? And then we don't realize that in the beginning, fully realize now that I can just make it up as I go. I get today, this feels great. Tomorrow, that may not feel great. And those ebbs and flows are natural. And just anyone who is listening who needs this permission, because I absolutely needed this permission, please show up however feels right for you. However feels right for your family, however feels right today, because that's what feels natural. That's what comes out natural. And that's what works for y'all. So just do it. Don't let Disney or the Brady Bunch tell you how it should be or your like your mother-in-law or Facebook or anybody else who may have an opinion. Yeah. Actually, one thing I would love to ask you while you're here, I want to just take advantage of this wealth of knowledge that you are. You talk a lot about being an unbothered stepmom. What does that mean? How do we get there? It's such a, a fabulous term, unbothered. Anytime I'm trying to write something, I'm like, oh, I want to say unbothered, but no, that's, that's Miss Naja's thing. <laughs> I don't own the word unbothered, first and foremost. <laughs> I did not make that word up. I do not have it trademarked. I tried and they would not give it to me. So <laughs> no, listen, um, something that you said right before this, you said, play it day by day. Do Show up as your authentic self 
and don't put pressure on yourself. That's the, literally, those are the key ingredients to becoming an unbothered or being an unbothered stepmom. When you were talking, I was like, dang, everything that she's saying is stuff that biological mothers do because they don't have it figured out. There's no plan. There's a million books out there, but honey, even Mike Tyson said, we all got a plan until we get punched in the mouth. So you can plan all doggone day, but there's no way to predict the variables that are coming your way. One of the things that you can do to be an unbothered stepmom is take a long look in the mirror at yourself and realize and recognize how whole and how beautiful you are and how much you deserve to be here. For a very long time, Kristen, I didn't feel like I deserved to, and I was like, dang, I'm not their mom. And you know, the situation is so high conflict. So when you're in a high conflict situation, you feel minimized and small. You don't feel like you have any power. You don't feel like your opinion means anything. Took a long look at my beautiful self one day and said, Naja, Miss Queen Naja, you deserve to be here. Not because some guy picked you, because, but you chose them. You chose him and you chose his stuff to deal with and you got this. Like it's literally, I had to become my own life coach for like the first three or four years. That's why I do it for other people now. <laughs> yep. Another thing that you can do is just make sure that your partner understands what you are and what you ain't going to do. There's a very specific lane that we all fit in. No bio mom determines that lane. Sometimes our partners don't even do it, but our partners have to be in agreement with us on what our roles and responsibilities and obligations are, if any. You let them know what you feel comfortable with. A lot of times we feel so overwhelmed because you're like, oh, well, I heard a stepmom one time. Well, I got to pick the kids up and I got to cook and I got to clean. And I was like, girl, how many biological kids do you have? None. You have pets? No. Not even a gerbil? No. I said, so wait a minute. You're doing all of this, not even a gerbil. Like you're doing all of this and these children have two whole, well, able-bodied parents. Why are you putting this much pressure on yourself? It's because a lot of us feel like we got to show up like that. We want to impress our partner because don't lie. I know y'all want to impress your partner or their mom, or some of us are competing against the children's biological mother. Honey, that's a award that you'll never win. Even if she's a myth addict crackhead, you ain't going to win that one. One of the other things that we can do just to remain unbothered is the comparison game. I believe I, I saw you say this. Did you say comparison was a thief of joy? I oh, think yeah. that's one of yours, Kristen. It might be. And I was like, ah, oh. we're comparing ourselves to the Disney moms. While Disney hated his own stepmother, by the way, y'all, I don't know if y'all know the tea and the scandal, but Miss Naja went and got that. He could not stand her. She took, she um kind of took him away. She took his daddy away from his mom. And so it was a whole big thing, which is why he villainized us so much. Don't compare yourself to other people because I promise you, me, Kristen, Brenda, none of us are showing you what's happening in, happening in our day-to-day -day lives. And it's not all pretty Instagram pictures. This is some real stuff. And last but not least, I've said this in my book. I say it on my own podcast. I'm probably going to get a t-shirt that says this. Lean in, girls. Just everybody lean in. One of the most important things you can do to be an unbothered stepmother is align your reality with your expectations. If your reality is not aligned with your expectations, you are going to be a befuddled, hot mess. What I mean when I say that, let me just paint a picture because I like giving examples. Um, let's just say it's raining and 30 degrees outside. Your reality is today it's raining, it's 30 degrees. 
somewhere in your beautiful mind, you're expecting it to be a hot Miami or my favorite Maldivian sunny day. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be beautiful. Girlfriend, I know you expected it to be sunny today, but if you take your butt outside in this 30 degree freezing rain, what's going to happen? The reason I see a lot of us stepmoms suffering is because we're outside shivering in the cold and we expected it to be beautiful and sunny, but it's a bit frigid. So why not arm and prepare yourself for what your reality right now is? If your kid, if the stepkids are not acknowledging you, don't go in there thinking that it's going to be a, a Brady Bunch type of beautiful situation. If your partner is not setting boundaries, don't go in there with the expectation that they will. I can go on and on about that, but just yeah. please align your reality with your expectations. And for, for a lot of you, that's, you're going to have to do a hard reality check. So go yeah. do it today, please. Or, yeah. you know, me and Kristen are available for hire, but we much rather you just work on it now so you don't need yeah. us. Press pause on the podcast, go do some work, come back, finish the episode. One of the things that I've said to the majority of my coaching clients on our first call is if you have not grieved the future that you thought you were going to have, the family life you thought you were going to have, this beautiful expectation of what life was supposed to look like, every single day is going to pale in comparison to that expectation. And that gap is just going to increase and fill you with resentment. You're exactly right. You have to align your reality with your expectations. That has to be step one. I love that. More in the family, more in what you thought was going to be. Because girl, let's just lock that thing and open a coffin and bury it. Because mm -hmm. it's that's not your life. No. That's it's hard not. though. That's so hard to do to to let it go. Let it go. Talk about doing the work. That was one of the hardest parts for me. Uh, oh, wow. The the white picket fence and the 2.4 kids. And the, yep. <laughs> we're talking 2.4 days before custody switches again. <laughs> like, this is different. It is a yes. whole different beast. And not that it's any less special or beautiful. It's just different. It's we different than what you thought it was going to be. One thing that I, you know, how we talk about how hard it is and to really assess with my own self, who gave you the vision of what it was supposed to be, Naja? Why is it so hard for you to let go of this picture that you painted? One thing I realized is that we all have these outside influences that help kind of, our expectations are malleable, but somebody yeah. put it in our head. We got it from somewhere. So, you know, just... I think one thing that we all could do is just assess our expectations. Why do I expect it to be like this? Did you see it on TV? Did your mama tell you it was going to be that way? Did you see some other family out there? You know, somebody put that there, but that's not your case. That's not your reality. And the longer you hold on to someone else's story, you don't even get to start writing your own. Oh my gosh, I love it. And I'm just <laughs> sitting here thinking, as you're saying this, I'm thinking in the beginning, I thought Kevin had that expectation of me, but he never said it. He never put that expectation on me. I put that expectation on me, but I thought I was fulfilling his expectation. It's just this vicious cycle of expectations. I mean, we just need to label this whole thing expectations as a stepmom and why you need to get rid of them all. <laughs> Boom. There's the title. There's the first podcast title. <laughs> the way that we let expectations and expectations from people who should have no opinion 
weigh on us. Let's talk about the ex's expectations of us and how they should have zero bearing on how our day should go and how we should show up as that mom. And let's talk about how much we try to prove something to, in some cases, a woman who, no matter what you do for her children, in her eyes, you'll never be good enough. It'll never be accepted. It'll never be. The sooner you say, girl, I am unbothered, get out of my face. Like the sooner you just, the sooner you start to center the people that live in your space. And if your stepchildren are not there full time, you can't even really center them all the time because they're out having an entirely separate life experience that has nothing to do with you. Center the people in your household first, first center yourself and then everybody else, everybody else, they do get to come into that space. But if she ain't, honey, it's awful enough that she lives in your home. I know she's showing up in your bedroom for a lot of you guys. Her children come over or you have, if you've not enmeshed her children with her, then you see her children and and her as a single entity. So that means she, by proxy of her kids are coming into your home. That's a lot of control for a stranger danger to have. That's a lot of control for somebody who's not even your friend. Like they don't really matter in the big scheme of things to have that much bearing on you. So really F what she thinks because that ain't your problem. That's literally not your concern. What do they say, Kristen? I'm not concerned on what you think of me, what other people think of me. That ain't your problem. It's not. And getting distracted in my own thought, thinking about expectations and expectations of the ex because I kind of live in this fairy tale world where we get along so well with Kevin's ex. And I mean, like Thanksgiving, we took a vacation with them and we live in this fairy tale stepmom world. I mean, it's so sweet. I wish we could do that, but you restraining order. Y'all so different. (laughs) There's that. That makes it kind of hard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe this is the point that we live in this fairy tale stepmom world. I mean, it, of course we have our problems. Of course, things aren't all rainbows and butterflies, but we have the ability to do that. And I know many stepmoms don't, and I'm still not living up to Amanda's expectation. I still can't fulfill everyone's expectations of who I should be and how I should show up, which yeah. is our kind of our whole point of stop letting someone else's expectations or even your own naive expectations in the beginning be that goalpost. Yeah. It's about trying to prove for uh, women, especially I'm talking to uh, cisgender women here when I make this statement, but how our position, how we're positioned in today's society is it's about living up to something else for us. We don't get to define. We didn't get to define. A lot of us are taking the reins now what it means just to be us, just to exist on a daily basis. You got to think about all of these things were already laid out for us. And we're constantly spending time trying to meet the demands that other people have placed there and prove that we can do it, that we're fit, that we're good enough, that we belong in these spaces. And this not only goes for stepmotherhood, but it goes for, you know, on our jobs as entrepreneurs, as just existing in the world, as, as partners, all of these roles somebody else got to define them. And when you wake up one day and look at your beautiful self self in that mirror, and you're like, you know what, F all that stuff. I'm going to redefine all of it. Let me redefine what 
being a stepmom means, an entrepreneur, a, a woman, just a badass. Like, let me d- redefine what that means for nausea, for Christian. Like, let me d- let me decide. When you take the reins and start to redefine, I think that's when you that's when you really come into yourself. And there's people around you that aren't going to like that because, honey, the role, Kristen, the role that I saw for you, the vision I had for you, the role that you would play in me and my kid's life, what you're doing now, that doesn't fit. And you're like, oh, well, oh, well. Sucks for you that you're not on board with it because I'm awesome. Mm -hmm. And the way that I'm showing up is best for me. It's best for your kids. It's best for my husband and our marriage and our home. So it sucks for you that you're not on board with that. But it is what it is. What did I say? Suck it up, buttercup. No my problemo. (laughs) No my problemo at all. (laughs) You're welcome anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should have brought wine to this interview. Oh, we totally should have brought wine. I feel like we should have brought wine. Or at least I could have had like an edible, but then it would have been totally different topics. (laughs) (laughs) Look at me just cussing and talking about drugs on this interview. My God, what an unfit stepmom I am. We would have been getting all the tea. (laughs) Honey, I would have shown you paperwork and we, oh, it would have been a hot mess. When you do like, when you do Kristen after dark, I'm going to come on and we'll have like a hot mess. Hot ass mess episode. No take backs. It's recorded. (laughs) No takesies backsies. Exactly. It's recorded. Like, oh well, that's it. I absolutely love you. I love your attitude. I love your passion. I love everything you teach stepmoms. Has there ever been a time when this has just been hard? That there was a a part that for you that was so it felt insurmountable, maybe. Or have you just always been the guru that you are? I'm going to say this. During the first year when me and Tony were dating and I realized this wasn't going to be a cakewalk. I knew that he is the most amazing dude I'd ever been with, was in 2013 and still is. But once I realized what he was attached to, and I didn't even really have a full understanding of what that would require for me in my life and my own mental health. I didn't know. And so there have been some moments that are just totally overwhelming. I was on another one of our girlfriends' podcasts like a few months ago, and I talked about an episode of violence that happened in our own family. It was when it just happened, and I was shaken to my core. Like, I was literally shaken to my core. I'd never like things have been bad, you know, just dealing with, I believe if you're dealing with a particular type of personality, then you kind of know what to expect. But even in this particular instance, I was surprised at just how things had escalated and what had happened. And um, I'll say this, I had to, I got on anxiety medication and I was very open with my clients. You know, they'd heard my podcast and heard me talking about it. And for those of you that don't know me, I won't even mention it. But for those of you that do know me, you know what I'm talking about. And you know what happened that one day at that pickup and drop off and why I had to start anxiety medication. I'm no longer on it, on them, but I'm a full advocate for it. I, you know, I had I stopped mm-hmm. taking them, you know, talk to my therapist. We're all good now. But there are some times where things have been insurmountable and I've had to pause 
I've never asked myself, Naja, do you want to be in this marriage? It ain't the man that's the problem. It ain't him. It ain't damn kids. It's other stuff. Yeah. But yes, in those moments where it's just insurmountable, I know how to pause. And I know how to say, Naja, this is a bit too much. And I have some methods in place that really help me to recalibrate. Most importantly, I don't give a damn what, like, you know, by a mom, I could, I, I don't, I could care less what she says. And, you know, legally she can't say nothing to me. So boop, there's that next, um, yeah, my own worst critic, but I also know how hard I work. And so nobody can take that away from me. I have a genuine love for my stepchildren because of them. It's not even because of my husband at this point. You know, I've had the years now to be like, man, I can't wait till you guys are older. I can't wait till we have these types of conversations. I want to take you guys, you know, I'm going all over the world all the time. I want to bring you guys with me. And so my prayer and my hope is that the seeds that I'm sowing, me and my husband are sowing right now will allow us, will allow me to have that type of connection with them. I lean on that. I lean on the work that I'm doing now and my prayer, my hope, my affirmation, my manifestation is that in the future, we all will just be, you know, the, the one, two, three, four, there's five of us, the five of us and whomever we decide to add to this family uh, will be on one accord. Mm-hmm. And did that sound really evasive? I don't want to sound like a politician right now. No, no, I okay. appreciate it. It was very vulnerable and honest. I very much appreciate that. One thing that you and I, I I think back on this often when we were talking on your podcast, one of the conversations we had was around if your partner is not the most incredible person you've ever met, you need to leave the relationship. You will not be able. You need to put on your bitch be gones and run. Take your take your broomstick and fly away, girl. Like run. Otherwise, it's just not. It's like, damn, it's like already dealing with unfulfilling things. Stepmothering role is difficult. Even for like, you know, Kristen, you have a storybook. You have the relationship that we all wish that we could have. And even then you're like, wow, there's still some expectations. There's still like these little things that nag you in your mind. Am I doing enough? We compare ourselves like we're human. We all do that. Even Beyonce does that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, girl, you know, we're going to do it. (laughs) And just realizing that, you know, just having that sense of of balance control. um, That's a lot. That's a whole, that's very helpful for us and people in our position. The only person who can make all of this worth it is your partner. It's really, there's so much, and people hate this word. There's so much baggage that comes along with a blended family. And I'm not calling kids baggage. She is not, not calling, calling kids ex- baggage. Guys, damn. I am doing that, but she's not. <laughs> there is baggage. There's emotional baggage. There's probably physical baggage. If you're moving into their house, I mean, there are so many complications. There's custody schedules to work around. There's child support. There's court. There's all the BS. Not even just to mention the things that the role unearths in us and Mm -hmm. stuff that we thought that we had healed and worked on and it starts to rear its ugly head again. So it's, the role is taxing. I wish that there were like an area of psychology just for people like us to study some of the, I firmly believe that 
post-traumatic stepmom disorder is a real thing. Absolutely. There's no there's no studies out there on it, but I I firmly believe that. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard somebody say PTSD for stepmoms. Uh, it was Lori with Nacho Kids, and she said I had to take yeah. a break from the business for a little bit. I had some PTSD. And I kind of yeah. like I kind of laughed like a little bit like that's a really funny way to put that, but oh my gosh, how accurate. Like, oh wait, this is real. This is yes. real. Your partner, you know. I mean, I don't think our partners can I don't think we show enough deference in the stepmom community to how much power these guys that make us. And I think I said this, some interview I was doing here recently and they're like, oh, what's the main problems the stepmom's face? I was like, how much time you got? <laughs> but, you know, obviously high conflict biological mother, children, stepkids, number two, stepkids that are caught in the loyalty bind, a partner that will not step boundaries, number three. And then four, I think it's just our own mind. But when I think of partners that don't set boundaries, it's like this person has invited you into their home, but their home doesn't have a front door or a roof. You're just exposed to all of these elements and these outside influences that can attack and hurt. You mean the bears can come in the front door, the, the birds can come and shit on your head and you're just sitting there trying to have dinner. Like it's a difficult thing when you have a partner that can't set boundaries. And I mean, I've seen some cases where it's just hopeless because you have a partner that wants you to be their children's mother or you're a you're a hyped up unpaid babysitter who's also doing sex work and you're a nanny. Like it's hard. So I don't want that for anybody listening to this. I, 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 if that's you and you are listening to this, I'm putting a stop to that for you today. I'm manifesting for you that for you today. I believe that there are certain boundaries that we can set for ourselves to protect us when our partner won't set, you know, X, Y, Z boundary. But if your partner is leaving you entirely vulnerable and unwilling to step up to the ex or step up to the kids or whomever it may be that you're unprotected from or all of the above, that's not a boundary. That's a non-negotiable. You deserve to be protected. Period. I mean, literally, that's a sentence that you just stated. I've had some clients you know, like you said, you're not going to take a person's money and you realize it's hopeless. I've had some clients and I've, once I realized who, not what, but who their key issue was, you know, I said, I can teach a stepmom. I can teach you how to deal with a high conflict bio mom. I can teach you how to make cupcakes out of her behind. I can teach you how to get those kids wrapped around your middle finger, but I cannot, for the life of me, I cannot and do not ever want to learn how to teach a woman, how to teach a stepmom, how to deal with ultimate disrespect. Why would you want someone to help you to be okay with not living the full potential that your life, that you're here, put here for for this very short amount of time on this earth? So if it's your partner, that's an issue, honey, you're never going to find peace. You're never, you're never going to feel settled. It's always going to be something. No. And if you're hearing this and you're like, oh, oh shit, that's me. I encourage you to See if your partner is willing to do a couple sessions, because if your partner is open to it and they're open to changing, there's hope. If your partner is unwilling to set the boundaries or to protect you or to do the work that's required, that's when it seems like a dead end. If they have all of the answers and all of the excuses, whenever you tell them that you have, you're noticing something or you feel a way or you don't like that he's always at the beck and call of the, his ex or his 
children don't respect him or his, there are certain things you don't like and you're not being heard. If your person is not willing to, over the course of time, they've shown you that they're unwilling, then you have to ask yourself, is this the life that I want to live? Is this where I want to be? Is this where I, am I surviving or will I be able to thrive in this relationship? Yeah. Being a stepmom is not a life that's worth just living. You deserve to thrive. I don't Mm. want you to live a life where you are just getting by day by day. Yeah. And I hear people say, oh, how you doing? Oh, girl, I'm surviving. I'm like, damn, you're surviving. You're, You're just getting by. What about being happy and fulfilled? Yeah, you got stepkids. Yeah, you're dealing with all of these situations. I think if we can get that down to a point to where it's a small thing. Stepmothering used to be the cause of 98% of my anxiety with my life. Same. Literally, a role that is, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, is unfulfilling, like all these other things. It was responsible for so much. But then, you know, you have to step back and look at it and say, wow, this thing that I'm not that impactful in, it's stressful. I don't really know. It's hard for me to align expectations. It makes me feel unhinged. I'm triggered. I'm giving this a whole bunch of my anxiety equity. If you have 100% mm-hmm. of anxiety equity, stepmom is taking up 90% of it. What about your own kids? What about aging well? What about your health? What about your family? Like, what about your job? You know, there's so much other space that this thing is not taking up. So my question is, what are you doing with all that leftover anxiety? It's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's going in cellulite. It's going in extra weight gain. It's going in blocking your arteries it's going in migraines like it's going somewhere so if you work do the work to minimize the amount of intellectual or sweat equity or mental health mental equity that you're investing in this role and put it in places where you can actually use it and fix it and that you you have control you're going to be out of survival mode then you'll start thriving Stepmoming is not something where I want you just to grin and bear it. That's not a life worth living. That's not a relationship worth pursuing, a family life worth fighting for. You deserve a stepmom life that you love. Yeah, exactly. You deserve freedom from the anxiety, from the stressors, from the conflict. And <laughs> we were talking before we actually hit record, Naja, about. Naja Hall Beauty and everything you're doing. And you said you you created this whole business because of your clients, because of stepmoms that you've met who just feel worn down by stepmom life. Will you share with me more about that, please? Yeah. So coaching, I've been coaching for a while. And one of the things that I consider a major privilege for me is that people will allow me in some of the most intimate areas of their lives. They tell me their fears and their hopes and their dreams, and they're super honest. And another privilege that I have is a really diverse clientele. There's not one type of person that comes to the Naja Hall Coaching Agency for help or guidance or, or coaching. There's all these different chicks that'll talk about stress. and Stress is a big deal to us. Stress is a silent killer. Stress, my favorite auntie just had a stroke, dear God. And that took that's taken me out of the game for the past month just to just appear hurt around seeing her like she is now. Stress. 
dealing with and you know stress is something that creeps up on us and I was like okay while I'm helping you with your insides while I'm helping you to balance out the inside what can we do for for the outside and I turned 40 a while back like a couple years ago at this point I started noticing something different happening in the way that I looked and honestly Kristen I was like if a lot of the stepmom stress aged me prematurely mm-hmm. I wonder I, I know that's a thing that's possible and I thought I was doing the things but I didn't have a regimen I would go and do the little things occasionally I've had a little bit of plastic surgery I'll talk about that stuff but I started noticing like stuff the eyes and even stressful points during court I gained 15 pounds real quick real quick y'all like wake up 15 pounds heavier Naja Hall Beauty was about, number one, getting to redefine. I talk about stepmoms redefining, but I also wanted us to redefine what aging looks like. And we make aging sound like a bad thing. Naja Hall Beauty, I'm not anti-aging because if you ain't Asian, then you're dead. But I want, <laughs> us, to, I want us to focus on being ageless, but also giving, you know, providing products for people during whatever life process you're in are you hormonal right now do you have hormonal acne do you have a stress breakout do you have this so aside from doing the you got to find something else what I tell any stepmom you got to find another thing to focus on and supporting clients through their stuff me being a stepmom going through my stuff I started this because I was like I needed something else it was twofold I needed something else I needed something that was new something that makes me feel like a new type of joy. And I also wanted to share the things that I started doing. So I hired cosmetic chemists, worked with them for a long time and came up with this line. I do skincare and makeup for just all of us. There's no specific, you know, ethnicity. I do cater to people that are, you know, you're in that 35 to 40 area, 50s, like you're, you're, you're getting on up there and you're, you're in preservation mode. And I'll tell you this, if you listen to this and you're approaching 30, then you better start like yesterday. Nobody, I didn't do that. I wasn't doing that. So yeah, I have skincare stuff. One of the things that I can barely keep in stock is I have a lipstick called Unbothered Red. (laughs) I Yes, it's a lipstick called Unbothered. And it's like a matte lipstick, stays on all freaking day. And it's like this fierce red. When you wear it, you just don't give a, you know what? And so I knew that was going to be one of the first things I released just to show love to all the stepmoms that have supported me in being unbothered and coming on board with being unbothered over the years. So it's just one lipstick, but it's skincare and, and makeup. And you can go to najahallbeauty.com today and go over there. And it's been wildly successful, mostly because of my stepmom peeps mm-hmm. like they're supporting me and they're making this business go way faster than I thought it would initially and um it's bringing me the joy that I thought that it would that's amazing I'm so excited for you thank you thank we're, you for letting me talk about that we're absolutely going to link it in the show notes so if you did not catch the url I'm going to put it there so you can click on it really easily and I'm going to also find a link to that unbothered red because that's going to be the main the spotlight of the show now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> love it. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love you. I am so grateful that you came on the show and that you shared your wisdom with all of us in your light. You were such a breath of fresh air. 
tell me though, what is the best way that our audience can get in touch with you, learn more about VIP Stepmom, Blended in Black? How can they reach you? Yes. So if you are a stepmom, I'm always in Kristen's comments. So you can look there. First and foremost, you can look in Stepmomming's comments to find me. But you can also go to VIP Stepmom. Go to VIP Stepmom. And there, if you look at the link in my bio, you'll see everything that I do. My personal website. Like you'll see, you'll get a link to the podcast, all of the videos. There's a plethora of content that I put out there because I like doing it. I just really like doing it. And so everything, if you go to VIPstepmom.com, it is a membership community. We do private stuff once a month. You get a private podcast, not my public stuff. So you get access to the private things. There's a members forum in there. You go to Amazon, as Kristen mentioned, my book series is called Girl Bye. And Kristen, by the way, next time you introduce me, you need to say it like that. You need to say, girl, bye. Girl, bye. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There was a little bit of Southern twang in there. Yes, exactly. You got it. That's perfect. So make sure I'm going to tell your people to make sure that you get that memo. You need to say it like that next time. But there's so many places that you guys can go support me. And most important, I blow this girl's podcast up, blow her stuff up. She's been such an advocate. And one of my most amazing allies and just a voice of reason in this space that sometimes that lacks it. So, you know, help me by helping my friend. Y'all blow this thing up. Share the podcast, like share her work, go buy all her stuff, like do all of the things. But like once you support one of us, like you really are supporting all of us because we're trying hard for you guys. And we literally do this. I think I'm speaking for you. Like we do this because we just want to make our corner of the world a better place absolutely you're the absolute best thank you so much oh my gosh is she fabulous or what thank you so much for tuning into the stepmoming made easy podcast i will be back next week at the exact same time make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode go ahead and rate and review us if you are loving our content I'm so grateful that you're here. Welcome home, my friend.